And we're rolling. Oh, this is our very special Valentine's Day edition of Pre-Valentine's the Day. Comedy Couch with Dennis Hensley and Tony Tripoli. That's Hello. Right. Hello. I'm Tony Tripoli. And I have indigestion. No. I think, what is indigestion technically? I feel like I have a little bit of like, ugh, ugh, going on. Does it on. feel like you're burping, but there might be content to it? or uh, There's a bit of a soreness to it. and um, Is it up in between your nipples or is it down in your tummy? It's more up. So it's like chest, esophagus. Yeah, and like something like that. The back of I your ate throat? at this place called The Grill uh, at Hollywood and Highland. If the back of your throat hurts, that you really ate too much. Yeah, I don't know. The portions were gigantic and... Well, the, the, yeah, but, uh, considering the human body has something like 30 feet of intestine, then yeah, yeah that would be a gigantic... That would be a big portion. Anyway, yeah, but I'm Dr. good. Oz, we're all good. This week on Dr. Good. Oz, he said that... The average American, you're supposed to, your poo is right. supposed to be three meals ago. Okay? Oh, wow. So medically speaking, Monday breakfast should be the bowel movement that you have immediately, right before or after Tuesday's breakfast. Right. All right. You should be on about a 24-hour cycle. Right. But um, most Americans poo Eight meals later. Now, really? you might be pooing three or four times a day. Right. But we are so, because of the chemicals and because the lack of, like, fiber and the vegetable, you know, the stuff. Right. It ha- All that stuff takes so much longer to work its way through. Wow. That we are now, the average American is on an eight-meal eight exit wow. strategy. That's interesting. And, we, and it's supposed to be three. Yeah, that's really alarming. Yeah. Dr. Oz um, never has any good news. All he ever wants to talk about is poo, and I can't believe I don't TiVo it every fucking day. I know. It's right up your alley. That is my wheelhouse. I actually can't shit in my own wheelhouse. That's how constipated (laughs) I am. I love that. But I have been I've been pooing much more regularly lately. That's if you're good. gonna open with indigestion, Dennis, yeah, then I'm no, I meet just you wanted to warn people in case in I middle. puke during the thing. Well, I can definitely tell you I won't be shitting okay. during this podcast. That's but good. I have been having really big long logs. That's good. That are the right consistency, right. usually in the S shape that Oprah wants us to poo wow. in. Wow. And I think I'm pooing them almost every day now. Why do you think that is? Which for me is, you know, normally I'm like every third day. What kicked it into the good category? Um, I think I've been eating a lot healthier. Right. Um, And I think that that, I really think that's what it is. Okay. um, I'm trying to drink more water, but I'm not being so good at that. And I'm definitely, I'm on, this is the only time in my life that I've ever been on a routine. Right. I get up pretty much the same time most days. Right. Go to work, go to the gym after work eat go to bed like i'm you know so i think this is i think my body because in the past it was like if i had auditions right other days you could sleep in some days you'd stay up till four in the morning and then but you know that's really bad for your body i think i think routine is a good thing all right good well so i'm gonna drink some diet coke all right good things exactly i i'm not busting one open now it's because we've established i have indigestion you'll notice what it says on my diet coke cup el pollo loco so what's up with that well, I, pay, so I paid for it. I can tell you that. I shit. paid for it. Tonight. So, are you on the outs with Fernando? Well, yes, because you know, as per usual, I he says, "Well, you never call me," and I'm like, "No, that's not how this works. You stood me up twice. You need to call me and make this better. You need to get yeah. you know clean up this mess you made. Right? And I don't think you're man enough to do it. And, and boy, even with he a wet me right. Even with a wet nap. Yeah, I love those lemony scents. Yeah. So usually, you know, like last night, he just doubled my order. But, you know, that's it takes more than that now. Yeah. Now, I mean, I paid for it, but he put it together and doubled it. He sent me home with the yeah. giant size, the large size coleslaw instead of the, the half cool. size. So there's still, you know, in his way, he's trying, but yeah. it's not enough. Well, are you? Would you want to? Are you still kind of interested in him, or no? Well, I don't know because now I have so much other stuff going on. Yeah, this has been quite a week. I know. Well, first of all, you joined Facebook, so that, that's yeah. a whole thing. And you got you had a date within ten minutes of joining Facebook, and that's crazy. I can't believe how intense Facebook is. I know. And, but man, that I think by waiting so long. To join the Facebook. Right. Now everyone's on it. And so now it's like when there's fresh meat, 
it's it's intense. Like right. people just can smell blood in the water or something. Right. I don't know what right. what the analogy is, but it is like that new car smell. You can literally smell it through the internet apparently yeah. because it is like I can't. I mean, look, I will look on here right now. I think I've got like seventeen hundred friends or something. Wow! And today is Thursday. I literally set this page up seven days ago. Yeah, and within ten minutes, I had a friend request from Eric, my ex. Right. And then this other guy was like, hey, like totally hitting on me. Right. But in a nice way, in a way that I liked because right. he was cute. And so we ended up having a date Friday night. Right. Um, and, I, you know, I enjoyed him very much. Good. He, it turns out, is the ex-boyfriend of the guy that we talked about in the last podcast. Who was at the bowling Will, party. Will, who was at yeah. the bowling party, that you had had the... Non-date with, with yeah, the, the date in my fantasy. Right. And then date. I didn't even get that far with. I gave yeah. him my number and he was like, yeah, I'll totally call you. And then he didn't. Yeah. By the way, he has Facebooked me and was like, hey, having great, I'm having a great time here in New York. Can't wait to see you when I get back. And I'm like, yeah, holding my breath. Yeah. Um, by the way, I'm dating your ex-boyfriend. Right. Um, so, yeah. I know. So Are you going to go out with the Alex again? I think so. He works a really, really crazy schedule. Right. And so... You know, I knew him years ago through some other friends, but I didn't see him in years and years. Yeah, he's he very nice. nice. Now, so um, who's on your docket? What about? Wise? No, no, it's not. It's really just him. You know, Michael is the twenty-five-year-old Asian right. who just is sweet, sweet, sweetie, sweet. Right. I just like him so much, um, and that's it. All right. You know, so that's, that's it. So it's yeah, yeah, yeah. So what about Facebook? We have to tell the Eric story about Facebook. Oh my God, I, there's I, you know, I fought <laughs> it for so long, you guys. And as I've mentioned in the last podcast or two, I've really been having that longing for Eric coming back, and and it, ugh, whatever. It's just been bad knowing that Valentine's Day was this weekend, and whatever. We all have. Th- our own feelings about val- the approach of Valentine's Day. I don't and, think and about the- holidays or anniversaries or dates. I don't think about it. Well, you were raised Mormon. No, and also I got a fish to fry. <laughs> yeah. And so you just need to worry about where your next enormous size meal is going to come from that will jam up your yes, throat exactly. all the way up to the top and of your gullet. how I'm going to pay for it. Um, but um, so, yeah, I'm loading like, some pictures and putting some chunks from my – stand-up act on there trying to make something happen and friend requests and there's like i've literally it's 10 minutes in and there's like 15 friend requests and one of them is eric and i just don't know what to do now this is my first experience with the facebook right so i don't know that you can drag the mouse past someone and just accept the people after them i'm thinking right. it's like a list in order that you have oh to, you have to accept them yes before you can or move no on. The, the person at the top right. of the screen before it will like scroll. That's what I assumed. Right. So I'm like accepting, accepting, accepting. Oh my God, it's Eric. Oh my God. I'm sitting there at the little desk in the kitchen. I'm about to fucking lose it. I'm having right. all those things. Da, 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 da. So I just hit ignore. Right. And I go on and accept all the other people. Then I'm like, well, is he going to get an email saying you were shut down by Tony? And I'm like, is this his way to reach out? Did I just blow it? Because, of course, maybe he was, like, wanting to repair things before Valentine's Day. Right. And get th- like, that's literally – I'm giving him all this fucking credit. Right. That I really should – I have plenty of evidence to say that's right. not what – all was he was doing. Right. So for the next 48 hours, all you get to do is listen to me go on and on about how I don't know go what to on do and, and on. I'm so sad and blah, blah, blah. And then Saturday morning, I literally called you and left a message saying, okay, I don't know what I'm going to do. You, I need, are you going to be home soon? Because I can't be trusted alone. I'm really having a meltdown and uh, this Eric thing is really freaking me out. And then you send me a text saying, mission accomplished. Well, no, because you, I told you at in one the last point, podcast, we were I would write an about e- it. I said I'll write an email at some point if you want. And you so. were kidding, and I was wishing that you would, but I know you're really not gonna. And it was kind of we're half joking, right? But then it got to the point where I was like, you know, that email. I think you should really, yeah, I think you, you should. should write it. And so I, think- I texted you back and I said, do you want to know what I'm going to say, or do you want to? Because ever since I shut down that asshole Scott. Uh, with that one email that yeah. people are still talking about, it's it's still uh, oh, I'm it's still in, so still proud number, of you. It's number three on the charts. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like with I a ru- bullet. I exactly. Um, so I will write a, a shit calling email 
Yeah. But then I asked you if you wanted to know what it said, and you said, no, just do it. So I did it, and then I said, mission accomplished. But I don't think, I don't know if I nailed, I don't know if I said the right well, stuff. Well, so then about my... 10 minutes later, <laughs> you say, you email me, here's my email and his response. Right. And I read your email, which says... Oh, I have to remember it. I said, I... Uh... Eric, maybe this isn't my place, but what the hell are you doing sending Tony a friend request? Um, oh, shit. He's been having a really hard time He's getting over you. He's been having a hard time getting over you, and you, you, you like, heard him over and thing. over again. Why do you do that? And You need to stand up and you're, be... If you're not going to step up and <laughs> like give him what he wants and he deserves, and it doesn't look like you are, then just let him heal. Or Try to heal. Let him, yeah. Yeah. And something like that. I love... That in your letter, it's let him try to heal. Like, we don't even yeah. know if he can, but at least let him try. Like, I, it was great. Was it? Because It was great. I felt like after we talked, you were kind of like, ooh, I was hoping you would sort of have him over. No, for, no yeah. it was great. It was Because I kind of shut him down to Chinatown. Is, and then he repli- immediately replies to you. Um, I don't know I where you're getting your, your information. information. I only read it once. You've but I read it more than once. It's not that I've memorized it, but I, I can read it off the tattoo that I have on the inside of my bicep now. It says, um, I, I don't know where you're getting your information, but I did not send a friend request to Tony. Right. Nor do can nor I imagine would, nor would doing I. so any anytime soon. Yeah. Ooh, shit. And, and so, I, didn't, I didn't email him back. I was like, <laughs> now I'm like, fuck oh, fuckity fuck. Now I got, now I fucking dragged Dennis into it. And now oh, Dennis is the town asshole. What he thinks. I don't care. And so I let a few hours go by and now I'm like spiraling, like really like out of control. Like this is now bad. Where so, are you through all this? Cause I was now like, I've come home. Okay. Cause I was and, out. Yeah. You're not here. And I am like losing it. So I email him right. through the Facebook. Right. Eric, Dennis uh, told me about the email and your response. I, I only found out after the fact. Uh, please understand that Dennis is my best friend in the world and was only concerned for my well-being and, and was not trying to um, be out of line at all. He just I think it's really wonderful that he would look out for me like this yeah. and I'm really touched. Your best friend would do the same for you. Right. Um, and you got to admit, you have been pretty horrible to me this past year. <laughs> so um, the truth is there was a friend request here from you. Maybe it's old somehow. You know, I don't know anything about the friend, the Facebook. Right. Um, the and then I should have just ended it with that. But then I had to go on with, I know the time, I know the day will come when you decide you want to reach out to me and make things right. And, of course, I'll be right here waiting. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I totally puss out <laughs> at this opportunity to be, like, handing him a shit sandwich. But instead, I'm like, oh, I wish you would love me. Would you like, would you like a Sprinkles cupcake God on the side? Damn. And so then I send it. And, of course, he, no response. Right. Like, he, he, I'm so dead to him. Like, he must hate me. And that just eats me up inside. Even though I know I'm a good person and he's if not. You, if, just... you, if he hates you, it's because you point out his, you make him <sighs> feel guilty and as well he should. If he hates you, that means you've done your job. Wow, Dennis. It's like you're saying my lines. I'm supposed to be the cranky no, one I and know. you're supposed <laughs> to be the one with the all script. the hope. No, but what I'm saying is if, it's, if he hate, quote unquote hates yeah. you, it's not because you're a bad person or you did anything wrong or he hates you because you hurt him. It's because he can't deal with how how he's behaved. So anyway, so. there's him, and there's another g- Facebook guy, the guy who is on Facebook that really were kind of took shits on me last year. And so who's the other guy? The other guy was the guy that I went on a couple of dates with, and he was always like canceling and no showing or whatever. And then we sleep together, but he doesn't have air conditioning in his apartment. In fucking 2009. Right. And it was the dead of summer. It was like August right. last year. So we're laying in bed and I'm never going to fall asleep. I'm like, right. can you please turn... The- he has like a little window unit in the right. other room. And I'm like, can you turn that on like really strong? Because I'm never going to fall asleep. And oh, he's like, no, it'll- you'll be fine without it. He won't even turn the air on and I'm asking. And and I'm tossing and turning. So at like 1.30 in the morning, 
I wake him up and go, I have to go home because I'm never going to fall asleep. Um, but don't worry. It's fine. I'll call you tomorrow. And I called him when I got, I sent him a text when I got home, just so you know, I got home safe. Really sorry, but it was just too hot and sticky in there. I couldn't. I was never going to fall asleep. And I've never heard from him since. And I literally called and left messages like, you're not like mad or anything that I had to leave. I just, I knew I wasn't going to get any sleep and I didn't want to keep you up all night tossing and turning. Right. He's literally never responded Did since he then. Facebook friend you? And no. so now I'm like, well, fuck him. So I've decided this is the way to get back at these people. What? I went through his Facebook profile and Eric's and fucking friend requested every one of their goddamn fucking friends. But not them. So now I'm fuck I'm friends with all of Eric's friends who all thought I was a really nice guy. They fucking knew I was cool. Right. And this other guy, like a dozen of his friends, they're just fucking hitting on me. And I'm like, this is going to be some potential for some sweet revenge here. Wow. Right? Now, is this a beginner's mistake? Is this like a known Facebook no. thing that is stupid to do? No. Or did I think, did I think of something clever? Well. Like if you're going to try to ignore me, then guess what? Every time you go on your friends' fucking pages, there's there I'm going to be. There's going to be some funny thing that I said or right. posted or did. Now, or... The, the worst, the gross thing would be is if Eric went and friended all your people. Well, do you know what I mean? Like my after. But then can't I block him? Can't you block people? Not from friending. Uh, well, right? Can't if I were to block him, wouldn't he no longer show up on anybody else's? Oh list? no! I guess if I went to your page, yeah, and you were still friends with, I don't know, right. whatever. I haven't thought it all the way through. The point is, I think it might be a genius plan um, to make guys that don't want to have anything to do with you. Uh, think about you, you have to do and it. then reach out in one more half-hearted attempt yeah. where they will ultimately disappoint you just the way they did before. See, wow. it's foolproof. Foolproof. I figured it out. Wow. Yeah, this is a stupid thing I'm doing. No, but FB, Facebook, it's, cra it's a crazy place. But yeah, it's like really like it's weird how this one guy was just like, hey, you should come visit me. Come stay with me in San Francisco. Like, I'm sorry. I truly like, I don't know you. Like what? Right. Like, it's weird how it's very flirty and right. very, you know, whatever it is. Well, it is for you. No, it's I'm just good. saying it's, you know, it's whatever. It's intense. But um, I got a, uh, I got an email. I got a couple of emails. I got a really nice right. email from Margaret Cho because um, I have a bunch of comedy, stand-up comedy clips on there. Right. So, by the way, if you're not on Facebook, if you're not – Friends with me on Facebook, podcast right. listeners. Please look for me, Tony Tripoli. Um, I know. You're on the FB and, now. Um, and there's fun comedy clips you can watch and whatever. Anyway, but like Margaret wrote me this really nice email saying she thought it was really funny. And, you know, because we That's used to really know her sweet. way back in the day. And and a couple other, you know, sort of whatever, famousy people. And one. Who were the other famousy people? Well, I don't want to. I don't, don't want to say. But um, it was exciting. And, um, Good. And then this one out gay actor who I've always sort of admired and think the, the world of, um, wrote a really nice email saying, oh my gosh, you're so funny. And his his partner had been a longer time fan of the podcast and made him start listening. And now right. he's hooked on the podcast. And, right. and he wrote a really nice email. So I wrote back, you know, it's just great when someone who you admire maybe for their work, but then also their sort of social activism or their... You know what I mean? The way they represent themselves as a gay actor right. without ever compromising or hiding their gayness. But yet, I just think it's a really tough thing. And we've acted like, hey, now you can be out and it's no big deal. And it's still a really big deal. And it really affects your castability. And it's it's still a really big thing for someone to do that I yeah. really, really respect. I um, agree. So anyway, so whatever. Um, but... Um, and I've also, you know, emailed a couple times with his uh, partner. Right. And his partner wrote this uh, email that I want to read, this Facebook email that's really, really funny. And, of course, you've met them. You've had dinner with them. You know that I have. I've not met them. But he says, um, hey, Tony, I was on the elliptical yesterday listening to an old podcast when something suddenly dawned on me. You and Dennis seem to have a running theme of assholes canceling dates on a last-minute basis. Uh-huh. And? Uh, his husband or partner – um, and a bunch of friends, when they used to live in L.A., had an expression for this phenomenon. BBDing. BBDing stands for Bigger Better Deal. 
This translated as, I have to bail on our date because at the last minute, something came up that is a better opportunity than our previously arranged date. He says, all right, that this is a strictly LA occurrence. We New Yorkers keep our appointments, but in LA, there's always this party that the struggling actor finds out about where they might meet the right person who's gonna make them a star. It's pathetic. This has permeated the entire social setup of LA and it has become acceptable to bail for whatever reason at the very last minute. The only way to avoid this phenomenon is to move to the East Coast and embrace our weather. Hopefully this has shed some, shed some light on a theme over which you boys have no control. Sorry to be the bearer of bad news, right. but LA would need a total overhaul to fix this problem. I, it's probably true. BBDing yeah, is genius. Bigger, better deal. Yeah. It really is. We get BBD'd all the time. Yeah, but I don't think that the BBD people are going out and doing the fabulous things. I think they hear about it, Maybe. or they might. I still, I think they're. Yeah. I don't think they're out at these fabulous parties. But there is that thing of like not wanting to miss something or whatever. By the way, uh, Down syndrome people are sluts. I think is one of the funniest things you've ever said. That made did me I laugh say it? so I haven't hard listened. I can't, on the I thought podcast. You said it. No, oh, no. Well, shit. You um, didn't. And then you title the podcast DS People Are Sluts. Well, it's funny enough, when it comes up on <laughs> iTunes, they don't like the word sluts. It's S. Oh, really? Asterisk, asterisk, okay. TS. They don't like sluts, which is like, wow. So it could have been Down Syndrome People Are S. Are star, 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 S. They could either. Which would have been way yeah, more are inflammatory. Or sluts. Yeah, like, I'm glad I didn't spell out Down Syndrome People. I just oh, did DS man. People. But um, um, but yeah, so the, the BBD, I think, is really great. So I want to say hello, and I, I am so genuinely touched by all of the really nice uh, fans of the Comedy Couch that have written to me on Facebook and that have sent such really you know, nice things. And, and it really, really means a lot, and it, this has been a difficult thing, joining the Facebook, because Eric could be right around any corner, and I right. guess I'm making that even more possible by friending all of his friends. Yeah, maybe that's part of it. <laughs> yeah, could be. But could um, I just, you know, I yesterday was my mother's birthday, and I called her, and I went to that place where you start crying, telling someone right. on the phone how much you love them. Then I did the same thing to you last night. Oh, beautiful. You left a beautiful message. I listened to it twice. So I'm very aware it. of uh, how much affection and kindness and support there is in the world for both you and I, Dennis. And I think that 09 was a nightmare. And I do feel like maybe there is actually a little bit of potential in 010, which is not wow. something I can imagine myself I'm so saying. glad you're saying I know. that. Because I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I'm, you know, I'm shooting this short film this weekend and I'm very excited you about it. You are making it. it Happen. Things are going well, and I feel like once it's in the in the can and and done, and that's over, I'm gonna have this postpartum fuckity fuck fuck. What am I gonna do for a living? Like, what am I gonna fucking? How am I gonna? You know what I mean? But in the meantime, I'm excited about this movie. Okay, but isn't it better to have be unemployed looking for work? Excuse me, unemployed looking for work with three short films better than. Unemployed looking for work with two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, and, I mean, and being creative. It, it, right. I would rather daydream about what I'm going to do and how I'm going to shoot it and what I think of it. And, oh, I like these actors and I love that DP. And I'd rather daydream about that than the other stuff. But my thing is I, I struggle with the thought that no matter how good I do something, no matter how hard I work, it's not going to matter. It's not in the cards. Not going to matter to whom? Anyone. Well, that's I, what I struggle with, but meaning, I try to I try to behave as though I don't think that. Meaning, but at my lowest, that's what I think. Meaning, it's not going to matter how talented I am, how professional I am. You're still not going to get the job. No, but it's no one. I'm the amazing the... guy that no one wants. Well, that's really dark, and it feels true sometimes. Even for the comedy couch, I know. Um, so, like, I'm the great, but nobody's going to write me a check, or you know what I mean. No one's going to. Well, but people have written you checks. Yeah, but uh, yeah, this year and the last year, I have not had a check with four digits in a, since the Big A Sketch Show. Yeah, so it's no, I understand. Two hundred here, a hundred here, yeah. forty here. No, I understand. And then goodbye, house. But you know, but I'm behaving as though I'm, you know, that's when I go to that. I don't know what's going to happen. That's what I struggle with: the idea that it doesn't matter what I've done or how good I am or 
how well regarded I am or whatever. Yeah. I can't find that. I can't figure out how to uh, get a job. So there's that. But um, the truth is, as dark as that was, my I'm in much better spirits than I was in '09. <laughs> Are you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but that thing, that thing is yeah, no, always, hey, I know. always right the around vulture? the corner. Is that yeah. the vulture? I don't know what it is. It's a. It's not even an animal. It's that's. <laughs> is it a churro? It might be a churro. But it's a know. bad churro. Yeah. Not the so good that's kind what of I. Churro. I. Uh, you know, it starts to feel like that's your story. That's your plot line. Okay, well, that brings me to a really another story that I want to tell okay, about good. about the Facebook. Okay, um, I went to there's there are, I don't know if they're groups or sites or what you call it, but if you basically when I was signing up and it was like where'd you go to high school, where'd you go to college, right, you know, right, right. Then it then refers you to that like page where other people that have gone to that same high school in your year I and guess. stuff. Yes, yeah. I and don't so think I've been I was page. going through. I'm not in touch with anyone from high school right there's one person from um, my high school back in phoenix that is a producer at the tv guide channel right. out here who i wasn't friends with in high school we sort of knew of each other boy or girl uh, a girl and and her name's amy and she works there we ran into each other at the reunion a couple years ago and we're like we should hang out is her last name sweet yeah i mean sweet okay and I she's haven't a met fun her, wild she used to like party my chick. book we right. used to correspond when she worked at e and so, you I know, think. there's a – anyway, so I went through and there were a few names that I just recognized that vague, seemed vaguely familiar. Right. And so I just friended them. Like, you know, let's let's get back. This is what Facebook is. You're supposed to reconnect I know. With you went, you went these full tilt, boogie, friending everybody. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I can't believe pe the people that find out that you're there because of other people. Yeah, yeah, it's just weird. But anyway, so I clicked on this one girl and her name – is Aon is her first name. Right. Like E-O-W-Y-N. And then she has a very unusual last name as well. Right. So because of that, though I do not know who this person is at all, I do remember her name from high school. And I'm thinking, well, maybe she was in the drama. I don't know, whatever. I clicked it. Okay. Right. I'm on the Facebook merely to be able to tell more people about me and my funny stuff. And maybe right. they'll buy a ticket and come see a show or right. join the podcast. Or, right. You know what I mean? That's all it's for. Right. So the more who cares if I don't fucking know you? You, right. you might like this podcast. Right. right. Well, I get an email from her the next day that says, "How fucking dare you?" Have I told you this story? No. Oh well, then let me. I want to actually oh, read it. Fuck a duck. I'm read getting it upset. The now point is, it's very much like that. 30 Rock, where Liz doesn't want to go to her 20-year reunion because well, you not nice everyone is going to be so mean to her. Right. And then this girl reams me like for how you multiple were in new assholes. Oh, my God. Um, because, of, yeah, apparently I'm just a monster and a huge dick and a terrible person. So let me... In that order? Find uh, her... On here, okay. Here it is. It's titled "Are You Out of Your Fucking Mind?" <laughs> you treated me like shit during high school. Then friend me on Facebook. Yeah, you might say get over it, but you're an insensitive ass, so you would say that. If by chance you have actually grown up and are now a decent person, well then no, I don't want to be your friend. And good riddance. Wow. Like the venom, right? Do you remember anything about her? Zero. And her picture is a picture of her, obviously, her baby. Right. So it's a baby with sunglasses on. Right. So I don't know any – I don't remember this person. Now, what made me think of it was when you said that's your story. Maybe that's yeah. just your story as being right, right, the right. guy that deserves better right. but never gets but, it. Well, yeah, and, or deserves some – yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I waited a few days, and then I wrote her back a really long email right? just saying – I am so sorry. Right. Um, I do not recall what I did or said to you, but I do not doubt that it was terrible and that I deserve probably much more anger than you just sent to me. Right. I own it 100% and am terribly, terribly ashamed. Um, what is interesting is my whole adult life, my whole story has been, 
oh, they picked on me all through school and oh, and poor me and the world picks on me so much. And still as a gay guy, sometimes I'll just be in a 7-Eleven and there'll be some guy in there that I feel like is looking at me sideways and I'm right back in that place. And I, that's, I hate going to, into the weight room at the right. gym because those big guys and I just feel like that six-year-old walking on the playground yeah. again, right? The velvet rage. And it had never occurred to me in all these years that I might have ever bullied someone else. But of course, we all have. We've all been the victim, but right. we've also all been the perpetrator. Right. And it's so weird to imagine it. And though I don't recall it, I don't doubt it at all. Of course, every kid got picked on, but then also probably picked on someone else. And so I just, it was, it's, I, it's like I couldn't stop wow. thinking about it because it's like you want, you have this picture of yourself this That's so intense the the breakdown if you were casting the actor to play you right of and it's this one little like two sentence who you are and i think sometimes we get so married to that we're not even that person anymore or that we're we we just get and especially in la where everything is like right give me your pit let me know who you are i need 30 seconds i want to feel like i know you well you can't know me in 30 seconds Right. You know, we're humans. We're really complex and we are, but it's, I don't know, man. It just totally Did freaked she email me out you back? No. And that's, and I said in there, I was like, you know, I don't expect you to email me back or anything, but I hope that it can offer you some comfort knowing that I have spent thousands of dollars and countless hours in therapy trying to find a way to forgive the people that picked on me and forgive my younger self or whatever for being such a little queen or being so different or whatever. And you know, if, if one of those people from my past had just sent me this friend, I probably would have reacted the same way you did. Right. And all I can off, all I can do is say, you're not crazy. You're not remembering it wrong. I'm sure you're right. And I'm just so sorry. Yeah. Oh you my know, God. but that's heavy, right? It kind of is. That's very heavy. With the FB. I know. And that was like day two. Shit. So I got Eric. You've I got, got all kinds of things. Oh, man. You have to read that book, The Velvet Rage. Yeah. It's, it talks about, it's all, it's all about, like, it's very interesting. I think you would uh, get a lot out of it. Um, so um, I have, well, I forgot, to, we have to update the, remember I sent that angry email, right? Yeah, we also have to update about the guy that you asked out in the kitchen at the party. Yes. Whatever happened with that? Well, um, the well, first of all, the guy that that I sent the email to about um, flakes and stuff like that—that that was a triumphant email. There it will be a limited edition plate with that email on it <laughs> the for the Matt. first ten yeah. listeners. Um, so, anyways, he was like, I sent him that email, and he goes, um, "I do want to talk to you. Can I call you tomorrow?" So this was on a Sunday. Or can I call you on a Monday? Or no, it's a Sunday. Can I call you tomorrow? Well, wait, we, in the last podcast, yeah. so it, it was, was tomorrow. Going to call that day, but it was the day after the Grammys or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he didn't call the day he said he was going right. to do it. Didn't call. That was Monday. Didn't call Tuesday. Didn't call Wednesday. Didn't call. Th- and Thursday, I get a text from him, a text saying, um, "Can I call you tonight to talk?" And I didn't respond because look, you said you were going to call on Monday. I mm-hmm. give you a second chance. You said you're going to call on Monday. You don't call Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Right. That's it. You are the guy that says you're going to do something and you don't do it. And then why would I want that dude in my life? Call and ask me permission. No, pick to up call. the motherfucking pick phone. Pick up the phone and dial it, yeah. and maybe I'll answer, or maybe I'll send you to voicemail. So um, I'm going to tell a story about a dear friend of mine, um, Craig. I don't know. I, he, I don't think he might have been told this. We were talking. We hung out, Craig Chester, the other night. Yeah. And I, he said that he had re- recently had a date with somebody. His first date. But it went really well. They hung out for like five hours and kissed and made out and didn't have sex or anything. But but it was like a really good day. Mm-hmm. And I think he called the next day to say thanks and we should do that again. And the guy maybe texted back, yeah, I had a good time or whatever. And he, Craig would reach out to him again, you know, in a similar way. And this went on for a few days. And finally the guy basically, and I don't know how he came out and said it, but basically said the calling is too intimate. We're you're moving too fast. This is moving too fast. Oh, because my of God. calling. He was he wanted to keep it on the texting, and the calling was freaking his shit out. And it really was that cut and dry. Isn't that insane? And I and I think that's it's mental. 
but I think it's every. I think there's tons of people like that. Well, tons. if he has an actual anxiety about it, it's still fucked up. But you know, I don't know. Yeah, but they'd already gone out. But if it's conscious manipulation, like no, I have more control. Yes, with it being text, yeah. then that's really dark and really connected to yeah. some bad fucking psychosis. But I think there's a lot of it. I mean, at least this guy was like very said it. I think there are a lot of people that behave that way, like this guy, Scott. Like from the time that he stood me up on my birthday, mm-hmm. not one vocal communication. All that was, all it was email and text, not one vocal thing. And the thing about it that actually makes me sad in my heart mm-hmm. is that your birthday is September 29th. Yes. And this is Valentine's. Yeah. And we're still talking about it. This guy is still pulling this cycle of bullshit. Right. And it link. Do you know what I mean? It's like fucking Heidi and Spencer. It's like they're never going to go away. Right. They just get it. That's the thing that's so crim. If these guys would show up and make one little flash and then disappear, that would be one thing. Right. But it's like pretty soon you become our age and you've got three or four of these guys maybe in your life. And so it's like you've always got one – it's like a – it's like – I don't know. It must be what people that have really bad herpes feel like. It's right. like there's always an outbreak of one of them. Right. My, I finally don't have a sore <laughs> on my dick, and right. now I have a fucking sore on my lip. Right. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, God, I'm finally good on here, and now – can you get them on your butthole? I don't, I don't know. know. If can you can. get a herpes on your butt? Well, when well, this whatever. one reemerged with the email, I was so done with him because I had already kind of closed that book. I'd only gone on, like, one day with him. Like, So when he sent that email, I was like, all right – Hensley has some anger issues in his life and maybe a little frustration about some things. And guess who's going to catch it? This asshole. So from when, it, when he emailed me, then yeah. it became fun. That was fun. Well, because but we, we know what you like to do now. We send angry emails hand to people. Hand people their ass. <laughs> and I like to hand it to them on a, on a plate, but not like a paper plate, like a chinette. Oh, like uh, a substantial, like a real. Well, you know why? Because picnic. it's wet. Yeah, the moisture will that's will true. eat through the because they're wet paper. Ass. But no, like this last guy was just that was fun. I got to write that crazy email and like he'd already shown his two colors. I wasn't that interested. So, oh, but here's the funny part. This is my favorite part of this whole story, and this is why he, this guy's reemergence was so worth it. Apart from the mint uh, Franklin mint plates. So my friend Brett, who we all know and love, mm-hmm. is the founder of Dr. Kiss, and he does Reba McIntyre's makeup. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when he's doing her makeup or whatever, they talk about whatever's going on. And <laughs> Brett told her the whole story about this guy in the email that I sent. And Reba doesn't know you. like She's you, met me, but I don't know if she'd remember me. He's not, she's not necessarily connecting you no. to, like... She just knows right. me as Brett's friend Dennis, and I'm right. sure he's talked about me, and he's tried to get her interested in that TV movie idea and whatever. Right. Um... So here's the whole story about how uh, this guy says he wants to call after I send him that email that he's going to call on Monday night. And this is what Reba says. Mm-hmm. Well, did he call? <laughs> and the idea of Reba McIntyre hearing that whole story about the guy being – and Brett said she was on like, the edge of her director's chair. But I feel like there were more vowels. <laughs> yeah. How did he say? I don't know. Did, did, did he, he call? call? Yeah. Cowl? Cowl? So – I just love that. That just makes me – I love yeah. it. So uh, that guy was a total asshole kind of disappointment in 09. And this year he's been sort of like a hobby, like a fun sport. <laughs> a little comic relief. A comic relief, something that made me he's feel like good. like old ab. So here's the latest twist on this. So in uh, the Village Variety Pack, my uh, friend Michael Anthony, who co-hosts it with me, we have a section called Can You Believe This Shit? And we just come out and tell some crazy whatever and – he tells the story about being at jury duty, and there was this fight that broke out in the hall, like a crazy girl fight. Wow. A, one girl punched another girl that was eight months pregnant in the belly, and the other one threw coffee. Like nice. it was crazy. That's the way to do it. Yeah. And so then I bitched about texting and dating. And so then there was this guy in the audience, name of Ian, who I had met once before through his friend Scott, and we had just become friends on Facebook. And he friended me on Facebook, and I, I'm like, I couldn't place him. And then when I saw him again, I'm like, oh, that's that guy. So I friended him, and I said, thanks for coming to the show. And he emailed me back, and he said um, something about I did a number with Evie, and he said that he liked when we broke broke up, like the Carol Burnett show, because yes. we kind of had a moment where we I couldn't stop laughing at Evie. But anyways, 
And then he says, you know, I, I agree with you about the texting and the dating. And I, you, I can't tell you how many times some guy's done this or that. Like he does a whole paragraph about yeah, that. Yeah. So I emailed him back and I'm like, the BBD, the BBD. So I email him back and I'm like, yeah, I, uh, thanks for the thing about the Evie thing. And I'm like, speaking of dating, do you want to go have coffee or catch a movie sometime? Just fucking asked him out. Yeah. Good. Right. And uh, we were supposed to do something Saturday, but now it looks like we're going to have coffee too. But he said yes. Lunch. Yes, he said yes. Although I said this. I said, would you like to grab a bite or catch a movie or something sometime? But you said, speaking of dating. Speaking of dating. So the yes. word date was oh, in the yeah. sentence. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, then I support that. You I... should support it. But then he emailed back and he's like, yeah, I would definitely love to have coffee or lunch with you. So he kind of changed the uh, whatever. But well, that's not that's I not necessarily that that's, anything. Yeah, I think sometimes when people yeah they're at work, they're doing two things yeah, at once. No, no, they're no. secretly checking their Facebook. Right. They not that I've been doing that all week. Um. But yeah. then I think you know when You're you say you say Facebook. lunch, we should get coffee or a movie. Yeah. And then I hear that as lunch or coffee. Yeah. And I, I think he's doing the. We're, I think he's doing the safe friendy, get together thing. But we'll see. I could be wrong. And I could you know I'm not that invested. I just better. sure. He seems nice though. I think he's a um, sober guy, which is great for me. I'm a good match for those guys. Well, you uh, are on paper. You are because the because yeah, you're not the guy that wants to I don't get wasted and do all that stuff either. Yeah, but the you're also you're not fanatical about anything, right? So someone's gonna have to hear about their fucking program. If someone is how they're <laughs> very religious, or because it is, you know what I mean. If right. if it is really a, a cornerstone of their lifestyle, right? And certainly, I'm not saying that's that's no, not a people, wonderful folks thing. Need it's to a do tremendous thing, yeah. right? But I mean, it it can because I have you know I have a number of people in my family and in my circle of friends right. that have that are in, in your 1300 different, friends different versions in your 1300, of recovery some of eric's friends are maybe uh well i'm just saying i have a mother who's been to rehab but right. can still drink wine like you know there's <laughs> there's different kinds of working your program right. um right. she does my mother does what i like to call lowercase aa <laughs> so it's like i can no i can have vodka narrow. i can have vodka yeah but she just, just, just not yeah. snort yeah. coat anymore yeah, yeah. do you right. know what i mean like right. but I you know it. so yeah so i'm sober because right. I don't, I don't do blow. Yeah. That, therefore, that's I'm sober. Right. But you know, whatever works. You know, I still will call you on your birthday and cry and tell you how much I love you. But um, it's a beautiful thing. This but, new, you're you're wonderful. All of the, what's going on now is very wonderful with you. Well, it is true. It's um, true. But yeah, so I do sometimes the sober, sometimes the sober people, especially if they're newly in recovery. You know, I understand why, but they can be very judgmental and very. No, this is the only yeah. right way to do things, and it's like, no, no, you're finding this new path for yourself, which I think is fantastic. Yeah. But I do sometimes feel like we're now a culture of second chances and being born again and starting over. And those of us that kind of did it right the first time, don't I don't need to be told like you don't need to figure it out for me. Does that right. make sense? Oh yeah. I mean, you know, God I knows there's over play. a year of podcast to yeah. prove that i don't have it figured out you don't have it but still out. it's like you know my low my lowest lows my rock bottom if you will yeah is is not sucking dick for a rock and right. not pulling trains for to Iraq? get high again no I, w I was part of a benefit that sucked dick for, <laughs> for the, iraq for the troops yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah, that yeah. was because you know i yeah. got that yellow uh bumper sticker <laughs> ribbon on my car but um, sucking dick for the boys overseas and the girls, the boys yeah. and the girls, the women. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just. Uh... Well, I I was working on a play call um, that I haven't worked on in a while, but it's a guy who fakes an addiction to help his career because he wants people to see him in a new way. He's trying to change yeah. his story, so he fakes it, and then he falls in love with somebody that, at the meetings, but he's lying. And so he never had an addiction problem. No. And he's literally inventing stories yes. at these meetings about, oh, yes. one time I went Oh, on you won't bender. believe it. Because going out into the world and trying to get people to hire you or whatever is much more powerful to say, you won't believe the shit that I've been through. But I'm yeah. out. Then mm -hmm. I've just been here trying. Right. Isn't that? I have the career trajectory of a meth addict. I have the career trajectory of whatever happened. Why? He was so, you know. So why not be one? Well, you think, well, wow, God, that's so interesting. But God, that's fucked up. 
Right. And it works. He in the play. Yeah. It works. He gets, you know, Hollywood or whatever sure. to take a second chance at him. But he falls in love with an addict and then he finally has to tell I just him. think that we think that sexual recklessness and drug, you know, that kind right. of loss of control, we we find that sexy in our culture. That people had that wild time where they were just doing drugs and staying out all night. And we know we, oh, that's so bad. I can't believe you did that. But it's still, it's like why we're so fascinated with prostitution and why there's all these movies about what it's like to be a hooker. And we all, like, God, they make it seem so glam. We glamorize it and we make it so. I do think well, we even have when this fascination with a drug. You won't and believe how bad it was. And so yeah. now to see you sitting right before me looking great. And yeah. appearing to be healthy, yeah. oh, I love that I can hear all these stories because I know right. it's not – I know you didn't die from it because right. you're sitting here. So now I can – And also you connect – and people connect to it. They have compassion because they have their problems and you've been through stuff and they want to give you – they want to help you. But that's a much more easy problem to get around than, gosh, I just have been here and haven't been able to whatever. Yeah. But um, but even remember when Whitney got did that Oprah interview and – when she talked about doing the drugs and what she used to do, right? She kind of lit up. That was the only time in the interview where she was sort of alive. Because I used to do that. Like there is yeah. that still that that thing of like even though you've she's um, still a full on addict. I, well, and I and I, I think I they, hope that she's not doing they the probably lowercase love to tell AA the stories or whatever. I don't it know. ain't gonna take. Let me see what else is on the post. It there's so much shit happening. Oh, the kitchen guy. So I went uh, – we were going to go the see – The kitchen guy. The guy I asked out in the kitchen. Yes. Okay. Uh, he um, – we were going to go see this show on Saturday, but he can't. So I think we're going to go next Saturday. But we're still going to try to see it. But I went to see him do stand-up with some other friends, and I kind of – oh, he's looked on the bill too. And I talked to him and stuff for a while. Two interesting things. One, he had a girlfriend there. Who wouldn't shut up? So it was all about the girlfriend, mm-hmm. like the fag hag girl, and okay. it was real. She was really like, so we didn't really get. She to was talk. super cock blocky, super cock blocky, and uh, not interested. Like one of those things where you ask all the questions and they just yeah. talk. Um, but the other thing that we were talking about is this guy doesn't watch very much TV. He's like, oh, I don't really watch very much TV, and I thought, uh. I kind of went, uh. yeah. Because I thought, oh, what are we going to talk? Like I well, thought, I want to was... go eat something and come back and cuddle on the couch and watch TV and have a laugh and then right, go, like that. Yeah, he doesn't have anything against it or anything like that. But it was kind of like, mm, all right, yeah, it was not great. Was news. he funny? Was he? Yeah, he's very funny. funny Stand up. I think he's funny. Okay. Yeah, because he's funny. That... it's not a deal breaker at all. But but it, I was just wondering if other people have met those people that don't watch TV and then you think, oh, oh, I definitely am disappointed when I find out <laughs> someone doesn't watch TV. I would rather have you watch Battlestar Galactica yeah. and Caprica and Spartica and Doctor Who yeah. and fucking Hogwarts and all that yeah. shit. I would rather have you watch every sci-fi, yeah. you know, oh my God, Lost is on. I can't, no, you yeah. can't talk to me until tomorrow. Fine. I would rather have someone who's nutty about shows that I'm not going to watch right. for you, right? with you at all, you know. But yeah. Yeah. You, you know what? Be into sports even. Right. That's fine. But yeah, I do think that there's, you know, there's something about it. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, anyway, we'll see. We'll see what happens. They're bo- he's young. They're all young. I got a really nice Facebook email uh, from Charles Bush. Oh, my God. The actor. Haven't I told you this? I think he, so. But when he uh, Charles Bush, thing. who's a brilliant drag actor, writer, performer, right. whatever, um, he was has this show called Vampire Lesbians of Sodom, and they were doing it out here in the mid-90s. Right. And I was like 20 three or something i don't know right and the wig and costume uh designer person um hired me i knew him and he hired me to be like his assistant and so i would come in he would come in once a week and wash all of the wigs and restyle them but i would after every show re like spray right. them I remember and just that, touch them up got, a little you got me and a bunch of my friends this was right when we became friends and you yeah. got us in to see it and i remember how fun that show was. it was such a great show and yeah. anyway and Charles Bush wrote the show and stars in it and um, in drag and w- like was like, you know, kid, stand in the wings and watch the show every night. It doesn't we don't yeah. I don't want anyone standing in the wings, but like you can if you're a performer, then watch it. You know, if you're into it, you don't right. have to. But if you want and I watched every night in the wings, I right. would watch 
And it's weird because then when I started doing stand-up all these years later, there's a certain story I tell and I, I make a certain face and I think of Charles Bush every time I make the face and it's totally a face that he did in this show. Is it the beckoning face? Although he's no. he's in a wig and he's being a woman. Right. so it's But I, in my mind, it's that face. Right. And so I found him on Facebook and was like, hey, you probably don't remember me, but I was the wig today. And I, you told me I could stand on the wings and there's this face I do and it's from you. And, and I think – so I think, what you know, whatever. Is it, what part is it in your stand-up? It's whatever. It's just a dumb – it's not – it wouldn't make any sense. It's just right. a certain thing, a certain face that I, I make, right. that, whatever. And um, he wrote back and it was so nice. And he was like, well, wish me luck because I have a show opening this weekend and hopefully I can still make faces – that some young kid will want to steal oh. and you know be doing yeah he's doing that years nice from now I yeah just read about but it. it was he wrote a really really nice oh, really touching how lovely I know so that's a nice very Facebook lovely story I know I just want to balance out with the the Aowen and the Eric just yeah crumbling well, you with went, my insides you went full tilt I don't know what not really well you went you you friended all these people and most of them have friended yeah. me right. Or asked me, or I don't know how you you've say just, that. I guess what my point is, you've had the a, the, a gamut of Facebook experiences in yeah. one week. It's you've been a really a interesting week. And, of, yeah. What I find interesting is that um, ratings for the Emmys and Golden Globes and the Super Bowl, everything is up this year. All right. of them. And They don't cost money. Well, they don't cost money. A, and also, I think because of social networking – People want to feel connected to the group, to that big thing that everyone's talking about. Maybe, you feel yeah. – I think that's absolutely yeah. what it is because I think we thought the internet stuff was taking everyone away from mass media. Right. And I think because of this connectedness, now it's sort of bringing people back because they want to be a part of that conversation. No, and I think they long to connect right. with You have to see Avatar in culture. the first two weeks. Otherwise, you're going to be so out. You're not going to get any of the jokes all week long on all the websites and everything. So. Yeah, that's true. I think there's something to it. But this year, it's, it's sort of that's the trend. And I think the Oscars are going to probably be really big, well, too. Well, I want to ask of all of our podcast listeners to please tell somebody this week about this podcast. And wow. try to just get them. Let's turn this into a fucking pyramid scheme. Right. People. Let's do it. Um, none of us are making any money off it. So no. there's no ulterior no. motive. But what a fun thing. And It is a and fun thing. It I, brings me lots of joy. It's nice when people send emails and, and hey, you guys should talk about this or that. And right. we do. And I fucking love it. And I like that it's kind of interactive. But, yeah, we don't have to take live callers because – No. Oh, God, that's tough. You never know what you're going to get. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I was trying to think of what else is going on. Well, we should wrap up. How long is it? Well, we're at 52 oh, minutes. Oh, that's pretty long. Um, the next time we do a podcast, I will. my film will be in the can. I hope it Ugh, goes well. In the can. And I'll have a, a couple of turds in the can. You will have well, a couple of turds. Down. They'll have gone down the can. But... Um, I don't know what else is going on. I feel like there's something, but I don't know what. I I interviewed Deborah Gibson. She's very thin. She's Looks very great. thin and 40. She's thin and 40. She's on, not the cover, but she's got a little... Mini in, in touch on weekly. the cover of In Touch Weekly. Well, here's yeah. the scoop. They were supposed to be for People magazine, yeah. and people kept holding them and didn't want to run them. And then um, and she told me this on the record, so it's not a big deal. Then um, decided they thought she looked too skinny, like it wasn't a good example or whatever. Huh. And so they didn't – so In Touch snatched them up. So they sold the pictures to In Touch – yeah. yeah, they're all like three companies. Yeah, that own these. So they're supposed to be people that so, yeah. in touch. But um, I, I met her boyfriend, who's a doctor, and very nice. Well, that's good for her. Electric youth. Um, you know the show Little Miss Perfect. Yes. And uh, Michael Galanis is the uh, creator of the Little Miss Perfect pageant. Right. The pageant director. Right. And. Possibly a Christopher Guest character. This right. might be Christopher Guest's ultimate achievement. Right. And maybe in the season finale, he's going to rip off and it's going to be a wig and he's going to pull the rubber prosthetics off and it's really Christopher Guest. No, because you, it, the show's so funny in an unintentional way that it's really must watch right. TV. Um, he emailed me on the Facebook and was like, I love the dish. I want to come be on the dish. I promise I'll sparkle. That's amazing. And how did he know you we were, would love because it did, says on my yeah, but profile did he, he just that, happened to yeah. find it. And so I was like, we would love to have you on the dish, and I don't doubt that you would sparkle. I don't question that at all. Right. 
And, uh, you know, it would be so great if you're ever in L.A., we take Friday mornings. And then he writes back, well, I'm going to be on Jimmy Kimmel next week or the week after. So I'll be there for that Friday. So let's do that. Great. That's and then he's like, well, if the Jimmy Kimmel thing falls through, can you guys fly me out? And I was like, no, we cannot. We have no budget. And right. no, we can't. Um, and then he asked me out. Right. And said he wanted to ask me out on a date filled with pageant kisses and glitter. Oh, shit. And I feel, I responded, hilarious! Exclamation point. Right. And I, because I don't want to go on a date filled with pageant kisses right. or glitter. No. But especially both. But you'll take beans and corn and a side of And uh, I feel badly, blonde. I feel like that makes me a hypocrite or like a bad person. Because I'm a fan of the show, but and I feel like he's in on the joke more than he wants to admit. I think he knows that being ridiculous is good television. Do you right. know what I mean? This this is the second season of the show. Enough right. people have probably told him. But um I feel kinda mean I feel kinda bad about it. But I hope that he comes and does the show because right. I think he's funny, but I don't You're not attracted to him. Yeah, and I is. just think that you well If you were I'm attracted not... to him, you'd be into it. Even if it was my you know dream even if eric was like let i want to make things right with pageant kisses and glitter i don't know that i'd be like well that's not it's not very that's sexy. Not the best way to make it right no <laughs> but that's his wheelhouse that's right, his... maybe but that's maybe the problem yeah so whatever now am i ending it on a low note oh i could talk about <laughs> i could go back to my my 10 minutes in sort of death spiral but uh, no, you're not in the on a low note. Low note, no load. The little Miss Perfect pageant, right? Where all your dreams come true. Now you're singing, Tony. Little Jesus Miss Christ! Pageant, where the special one um, is you. That's actually a song. That's really? the song he sings in every episode at the that's end. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. What's better, Toddlers and Tierras or Little Miss Perfect? Little Miss Perfect is better because they have wow wear, Dennis. <laughs> And there's only one requirement in wow wear, and do you know what that is? What? Make the judges say wow. Wow. That's and good. that's it. That's literally the only requirement. Yeah. So that was where the little girl was dressed as Little Red Riding Hood. Yeah. And then a person in a wolf costume came out. Right. And she stripped off her costume and jumped on the wolf oh, and like it humped porno. it. Oh, yeah. It and it was fucking, total it was like a five year old porn. Yeah, it was it's like the great. most gruesome. But we all said, wow. We were like, wow. 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 Yeah. So she did really well. She in did wow well. That, that worked. It might be Karen. I'm going to be um, writing uh, recaps of RuPaul's Drag Race for a new AOL gay site called Queer Sighted it's for Alonzo. It's lost its heart. You think it has? I am heartbroken. I'm devastated. It's lost its heart. I don't know what. Do you think what. it's the production or the contestants? <sighs> the casting? I feel like it was cast too well, this too intentionally, and... There's no, there, it's not at all loosey goosey. Every beat feels very produced, and I don't feel like they got interesting. A lot people. of the girls I don't think the they same. got people that there's are interesting no out of drama. Right. There's no um, Nina Flowers. You don't. It doesn't seem like you're not that interested to know what any of them are like out of drag. Whereas in the first season, they were really fascinating as these creatures that sort of lived two lives. Yeah. And these girls are. It's just like a bunch of bitchy drag. I mean, look, I'm all for having gay assholes represented as much as there are straight assholes on TV. But it's really like I just, you don't really feel like you really want to spend any time with most of these girls. Whereas last season, the bitchiness was the right level of bitchiness. It was lighthearted and fun. And I don't mm. know. I'm going to keep giving it a it chance. It really makes me sad because I, I love the show so much. but Especially since I'm being paid 25 bucks to write about Hooray! it. I know. Well, folks, please send us an email. Right. You can always email us at thecomedycouch at gmail.com. You can find Dennis on Facebook or at dennishensley.com. And That's guess right. what? You can find me on Facebook. That's right. We're entering a new uh, era. Or at tonytripoli.com. I have shows here in Los Angeles March 14th, 21st, and 28th at the Fate Gallery at 7 p.m. So you can find information about that at tonytripoli.com. Dennis has the Village Variety Pack, which is every other Monday. You it can is. get information about that at DennisHensley.com. No, you right? can't. It's not on there. There's not a page? No. But, uh, you can oh Facebook well. Dennis Facebook Hensley, and he'll it. keep you posted yeah, about that. that's for sure. Um, I have my column on thenextfamily.com. Go down, down on that main page and click the Affairs button at the bottom of the page, and that will take you to the page where mine is. 
Right on. Um, Dennis has a short film called Rub Down. That I'm the shooting. Rub Down? No, just Rub just Down. Just Rub Down. Yes. That uh, will be being shot this weekend. Being shot this weekend. I Yeah, my actors. Valentine's Day weekend. Lots of things are going to get shot. I'm going to be Mostly directing. Loads. I'm going to be directing two guys making out on Valentine's Day. That's which is either a... really cool or kind of sad. But no, I think it's great. It's good. I'm excited. Please, at least. Oh, and I have a big that crush scenario, on my too. They will do what you want. I know. They will, I think. So, uh, but we want to hear some Valentine's Day stories from you people. Do we? So send us an yeah, email. Yeah, we want to talk about. Uh, we'll have a maybe a Valentine's Day nightmare competition. Oh, shit. All right. Also, don't forget about Dr. Kiss, the world's greatest lip balm. That's you can right. get that at vanitymark.com. All right, All you right. guys. We love you. Goodbye. Bye.